Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, now, you're an all-star. There'll be all-stars on the rink tomorrow, the boys and the girls. Now, I know at the end of Saturday, Dave Cook, you and I said, as we're back on the Northland Sports page on a rare Monday evening, that our broadcast season is over, and that's true, and my voice probably sounds like it's pretty happy about that, but the high school hockey season is not over, at least until tomorrow. 100%. This is one of my favorite games of the year, if not my favorite game of the year, and that's the All-Star game, but here's the trick this year. It's games up. There's two. Yes. We're finally going to have a top-flight women's game here as well, and so it's going to be a ton of fun tomorrow. And, of course, the company that brings it to us. Kernan Company. Ryan and his family. Nobody better at this. And the whole crew, John Carlson. Absolutely. Um. You know, the the real interesting thing, Brian, is, you know, when I've worked with Ryan forever, right? And one of the things we talk about all the time is sponsorships. You know, whether it's I'm trying to figure out how my company can sponsor something, which I'm kind of over, but that's beside the point. Do you need my help? Because we have plenty. Right. And so that's where I'm going to go. Uh, the thing about sponsorship is that you really have to make sure they're heard. And I say them a lot and I want to say them now. Uh, because we're sponsored, Brian, here by Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing. OAR Holding, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, and Famous Days. So we are incredibly grateful for our sponsors. We're incredibly grateful for the All-Star Games. Uh, you're big on Game 2. I really am. Um, Games you know, being two, that is. Yeah, the fact that there's the fact that there's two of them. You know, I've already had people call me today, right, and say how excited they are to bring their little girl to the girls' game, and so that's going to be fantastic. And then the guys' game afterwards. It's, I mean, it's where Ryan and I met. Right? It is a huge event. So let's bring in Ryan, the mastermind, Ryan Kern, behind this big event. Ryan, back to two games. The girls' game is getting a lot of publicity, and rightfully so. You've got to be excited in general for tomorrow. And good evening, my friend. Well, good evening. Uh, yeah, excited would be uh, an understatement. Um, you know, we uh, it, it's long overdue, and um, as being a dad that has two girls, you know, right? I'm I'm excited to be able to uh, to add this to the uh, to the mix. No question about it. So, tell us about how this came to be this particular year. You mentioned long overdue. So, when did the quest to bring the girls' game in start? Well, that that is a much longer story. We've got time. <laughs> the honest. floor is yours. <laughs> no, no. That, I, that, I gave you 15 that, minutes so, for a reason. If it takes one question, so be it. No, no, but that's fine. No, you know, we 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 have this. Um, Dave Cook and I have had this discussion, you know, over many, many, many years. And it, there was a time at one time when we were going to actually bring the girls, create the girls game. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, we just weren't able to to put it together with with our, with our partners and uh, with the powers that be at that particular time. We we just couldn't, uh, you know, double header it, and so we we just kind of put it on on pause. And uh, right around that same time, about a year or two after that, um, you know, the girls uh, were in it. They were able to get get a game up and running, which I which I thought was fantastic. And uh, we provided a lot of advice and um, to the organizers at that time, uh, what we thought they should do in order to you know kind of make it like the boys' game. Um, and they got it up and running, and that was fantastic. So. Um, you know, come full circle, right? Uh, up until COVID, right? The girls had had an event, and then um, the event was uh, was was dropped due to COVID, I believe. And the following year, um, you know, there was some discussion um, about the uh, the game that was down in Cloquet, and uh, the game was going to get dropped, and uh, we didn't want to see it be dropped. Um, and we didn't even learn that the game uh, wasn't going to happen until we were about uh, a few days prior to the All Star Boys game. And uh, thankfully, uh, a group of parents uh, led by Ryan Cool and some others uh, were able to uh, to bring it back uh, to get it up and running at least for one year. And I had told those parents at that time that we would absorb it and take it uh, the following year. So here we are, uh, ready to take the girls game and, and add it to the boys game. Uh, so, Ryan, with the uh, with the guys game, it's always been, well, mostly always been uh, Duluth versus the Iron Range uh, or the area. Uh, how's the girls game set up? Same way? 
Yeah, and I think this is the perfect opportunity uh, uh, for us. And, and so I think in the, the traditional format that the girls had, I think they ended up pulling for more schools. Uh, they had kind of like a bigger, a bigger region uh, to pull from. And so what we didn't want to do necessarily is we didn't want to, you know, reinvent the boys game uh, in order to, to bring the girls game on. So what we kind of do are doing this year is the, the boys game is Duluth area. I'll, I'll, I'll caveat it that way, because when you add Cloquet, Osco, and Carlton you right. know, to the mix, they're part of Duluth, same with Superior. So it's really the Duluth area uh, versus the Iron Range of northern Minnesota. And so we're continuing with that format. Uh, the girls game will also fit that exact same format. And so really no deviation uh, in terms of the teams uh, that are being used. We did add Bemidji uh, to the uh, Iron Range of Northern Minnesota team this year. So that was an add uh, simply because Bemidji has been uh, part of the girls game and we didn't want to exclude um, Bemidji uh, from participation. So we simply just added Bemidji to the boys game because they were already part of the girls game. Makes perfect sense. So the question I have for you, because the question people have when they see all-star rosters, it's almost always the same. How did this person get picked? Take us through the process for that. Well, it is probably the most uh, democratic process you could ever put together has to be, uh, right? for an all-star game. It has to be, right? And and the reality is, is we at Kernan Company, although we're the producers and it's an event that, that, that we created and we put on, the reality is, is we, we don't know the players. Right. I mean, we we go from the high school all star soccer games, boys and girls into the into the volleyball games. And then we come from volleyball in, into hockey. So uh, in addition to the air show and the Oktoberfest and everything else that we're working on. So the reality is, is we rely on the coaches and the process. And I know what you're asking is, is how do the teams get picked? And so the first step in this whole uh, thought process and putting the team together is we really draft an email to the coaches and each one of those coaches, we are asking them to nominate players from their own team, right? So we want to know, you know, who did they feel from their own team, who they get to see throughout the entire year, uh, do they feel should be um, nominated for consideration? And so what we then do is we compile a list of all those names and uh, when we get all of the names from all of the schools, we then create a master list and we break that master list into two. Uh, the two lists being Duluth and the Duluth area. And we break the other list in the Iron Range in northern Minnesota. And we then send out two separate emails to all the coaches and we tell them, here's the list of players that were nominated from your area. And now the process is voting. Right. So we want you to rank each one of these players by position. Right. And and you can't we we actually allow them to vote for their own. But when we get their voting, we throw those votes out. Oh, nice. And so the coaches can say, well, I have a player a that I think he's the best of the best. And therefore, he's getting a number one. But when that and we do it that way, because we want them to prioritize in a ranking. Right. So we want them to rank everybody. We don't want them to leave someone out because it actually affects how we're tabulating the votes. So they'll rank everybody. And then we are the only ones that see the ranking. So as a good example, Duluth East here, right, Steve Potosha, is not seeing what Dale Jago is doing at Duluth Denfeld. So we are the only ones that are seeing how they are ranking all of the players. Right, so coaches are not privy to the actual voting and, and who's voting for who. That that's private. We're the only ones that get a chance to see that. Um, and so what we do then is we then tabulate those votes up. We take the top two goalies. We take the top six defensemen and we take the top nine forwards to come up with our 17 players for that particular team. That's nicely done. You guys should be in charge of the Electoral College because you get it done a lot faster than any of them do, but I digress. So let's go this way. We should probably start with the basics. We were all talking about tomorrow's All-Star Game because we know about it. Our listeners may not. Journalism 101. Who, what, when, where? All right, let it go, Ryan. What do we got? We got the girls game first, the boys game second. What time are we doing them? So the girls game will kick off at 5.30 uh, in the, what I'm going to call late afternoon, early evening hour at 5.30. Uh, the boys uh, doubleheader will then follow at 7.30. So 5.30 and 7.30, all the games are at the Essential Health Duluth Heritage Sports Center. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's right here in Duluth. We're really excited. And, and what I really want to do is encourage everybody to come out and support uh, both the boys and the girls. Uh, it's going to be one phenomenal night uh, of hockey. 
So uh, short circuit, Ryan, um, I will probably be there right on time. I have a job fair. Tomorrow. I was going to say that'd be an on-air production meeting, but there you go. All right. So, you know, with the, with the advent of the girls game, it's going to put the skills competition away for a while, right? Um, it will. Right. Absolutely. It will. And, and that's really, you know, and that it's unfortunate, but at the same token too, right? It's like we want to try and provide the same yep. experience, the same amazing experience for the girls and the boys together. Yep. Get parents, get families, get spectators to come out and make it a doubleheader and actually watch both games. So I wanted to, I brought that up because I wanted to refer to, I guess, the one longest standing skill competition. And that's after all these years, John Jock's 100 mile an hour slap shot will still go down as the fastest shot ever recorded at the All Star game. I was going to say, he's going to be like Johnny Vandermeer. That record will never be touched. Yep. Well, and so here's, and so here's, I, so I'm not going to go that far. Uh, what what I will say is, at least for this year, right? I think by doing a double header to kind of establish the girls' game within the boys' game, you know, as, as one event, um, not necessarily one having priority over the other, but it, we're trying to build it as an event. And so, you know, we still want to be able to do the skills competition down the road. And so now the key will be to get this first uh, double header out and then potentially look at bringing back some sense of a skills competition in some way, shape, or form uh, in the future. Oh, that'll be great. Now, you mentioned that you are a father of girls. I'm going to ask you this. This is really detailed in tomorrow's games. Do we know where the national anthem singer is coming from? Because she's top-notch. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, you know, truthfully, that's exactly where I came from tonight. Uh, our oldest daughter, Reagan, is a sophomore at Duluth Denfeld, and um, she was actually singing the anthem just uh, about a half hour ago up uh, for the UMD Women's NCAA Tournament. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have her ready to roll. Uh, you know, now that she's 15, right, she needs to work now. So she'll ah. be singing the national anthem, right? She'll be up front selling tickets. She'll be doing you know, what is required of her uh, under what I'm going to call the family business. Sure, I can appreciate that. She's got to earn her keep now. But Ryan, I want to talk about the rest of the roster because you've you've sent it out to a lot of different media outlets. I don't want to talk about necessarily who's in because people mm-hmm. can go tomorrow and check it out for themselves. But I think it's important that there are people noted that were selected and not able to play because you just mentioned your daughter goes to the Luth Denfeld, maybe the best skater in the area. Andy Larson was selected but unable to be there. That happens to a number of players. You know, it does every year, and, and that's actually a good thing. And so what we try to do is bring awareness to those players that uh, are most certainly deserving of being an All-Star. So those players are named an All-Star, so they get that at what I'm going to call on their resume, uh, which is really nice. You know, Now, do they get an opportunity to play in the game this particular year? In, in Andy's case, uh, no. However, Andy played in the event last year. Right. And so that's part of the reason why, you know, when we look at, you know, two things that we can talk about next are – you know, the teams themselves, but also the age, the age categories and what year these, these players are. Um, but for the boys only, uh, we are doing juniors and seniors, right? So if we look back at Andy Larson's particular situation, um, you know, we always plan for that. It, when we first started the, the event, Dave may remember this, it was for seniors only. Yep. And uh, over the course of time, we, you know, we really wanted to make it a true all-star game and really match up the best of the best. Uh, and after lots of discussion uh, with collegiate coaches, and discussions with the NHL Central Scouting Bureau, uh, the move was made to really open it up to uh, to underclassmen uh, in certain you know in certain circumstances, uh, but really focusing in on juniors and seniors. So giving those kids that are really good an opportunity uh, to say they've played in the All Star Game. Right, that's when you know the All Star Game is a big deal because you're checking with NHL scouting bureaus. Go ahead. You know, Ryan. One of the things that uh, speaking of, you know, it's a big deal. Um, you know, current company has gotten to the point where now you need people to do these sort of things. Uh, And I know I've been reaching out to you for, uh, you know, for information. So ready to go tomorrow. Tell us about Katrina a little bit. Uh, Katrina Patterson. Yes. Tell us about your hockey person. Yeah, no, Katrina is, um, she's a godsend in our office. I'll I'll tell you that. Um, So Katrina's actually been with us um, as an employee. She's been with us for about, about probably about a year. However, I'm going to caveat that by saying, uh, Katrina has been on the uh, the Airshow leadership team, so she's been involved in the Duluth Airshow uh, for about 15 years. So I, I've known Katrina extremely well. I, I've known about her work ethic. Uh, she just recently retired from the 148 Fighter Wing, and uh, we had a job waiting for her as, as soon as she retired. So we're very blessed to have her in the office. And not only that, and Dave, you'll remember this too, but Katrina has uh, volunteered 
uh, over the last 10 years and worked a lot of our events uh, just as an event worker on those particular weekends uh, when we have an event. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it's, I know that when, when, for an event like this, you got to have people, you got to have a lot of people doing their, doing their thing. So it's, I just wanted to give her a quick hat tip. No, and, and that's true. I mean, it's, you know, with the bigger the event gets, the more that goes into it um, each year. I like to think the event gets better and better. Um, you know, you've got John Carlson, too, and I know you both are very familiar with John, as are your listeners. Yes. Um, and, you know, and John's been here, I'm going to say, about five years. I could be off uh, a little bit, but, you know, he's another one uh, that, that's very, you know, that's a hockey fanatic anyway. Um, and is very instrumental as well uh, in the All-Star Games, as is Gene Stoyvich uh, and Lindsay. Uh, we finally got her to, uh, to, to move from uh, Marisa's corporate, right? And, uh, I, you know, we had a conversation a number of years ago. I said, you know, it's time for you to come home and, and, uh, and work at the family business. So we're very fortunate. You know how many years we've been doing this, Ryan? It's been a long, long time. I was going to say, if you were off on the number of years for John Carlson, we'll just wait for the text. He'll correct you shortly, I'm sure. Yeah, he will, for sure. For no sure. doubt. So let's close the way we started, the Journalism 101. Tomorrow's the big day. Tell us the rest of the details. Well, and that's really it, right? 5.30 girls game, uh, 7.30 boys game. I, the, the big thing this year is we made the move uh, to change the format. Uh, the game is back to, uh, for intensity purposes, uh, in bragging rights, we're back to Duluth versus the Iron Range, and we're really excited about that. All right, we got to love that. We were excited to get you tonight. Thank you for all the flexibility as the show kept moving. Have fun tomorrow, and thank you for doing that. On behalf of the entire community, thank you. See you tomorrow, Ryan. We'll see you guys later. Thank you. Absolutely. That is Ryan Kern. It's All-Star Night tomorrow. We'll talk to a heck of an All-Star coach, not literally in the game tomorrow, but All-Star in the community. Pat Andrews is next. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Who knows how long I've loved you? Those are very, very deep words, but we've loved having this guy as a guest that we're going to have next for a long, long time, and yep. he's been doing it for us quite a bit because he keeps guiding his team to success. He did it again. Absolutely. Having, having you know, the fun thing, Brian, is that we've had a, just a plethora of quality coaches in the area and, and having them all, you know, be interested in being in and talking sport. Right. And when we get somebody who's been successful at the level Pat has been, Having him be willing to move his schedule over and over and over to hang out with us I know, on when Monday Mother night, Nature forces us to do that. Cool. I bumped him in with Fly. You know why that is, right? No, why? You don't? No, I know. Do you not pay attention to hashtags? Uh, hawks fly together. Hawks fly together. Yep. Right. Speaking of flying together, we can't fly through a show without our sponsors. Absolutely. Let's start with OAR Holdings, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, Avenue 45, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, The Blackwoods Group, Kohler Hyundai and Kohler Toyota, Stewart's Bike, Sports and Trophies, Famous Dave's, The Incline Station, Hoops Brewing, and Arola Architecture Studio. Again, we are so very grateful for all of our sponsors. We're so very grateful for all of our guests. And our guest again this time around is Pat Andrews. Pat, I've stopped counting the number of times. <laughs> I don't know if you know how many times you've been on this show, but you might as well co-host by now. And good evening, my friend. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I always enjoy coming on and chatting hockey or whatever else with you guys. Absolutely. No topic that we don't tend to touch. We were just talking about it with you off air. How much your to-do list hasn't exactly stopped just because your season did. In fact, you could probably argue it's grown. Well, just different, but it never really stops when you're a high school coach, I don't think. Um, yeah, I was just like I was telling you, we got exit interviews and cleanup and a lot of laundry. And uh, I got a good crew that helps me out that. Obviously, Willie P, as you guys know, is a great manager. And Kate no Nelson, so they... They helped me with that, but yeah, and just life stuff, you know, so. Right. Life doesn't stop either. Your tournament did stop, but it stopped on a good note. I called Saturday morning a gutsy win because 9 a.m. in a game you didn't necessarily want to be in can be tough to get up for. Your squad did. I was super proud of them. Uh, you know, that's kind of, that, that you nailed it. It's the game nobody wants to be in. You know, I was talking to Sean Fish about that, you know, before we played and, just kind of shook hands and congratulated him on a great run too. And it's just one of those games where you don't know exactly what's going to happen on Saturday morning. I think it's just, it's a huge character win. 
And that doesn't mean that the Orange kids don't have it. That's not what I'm saying. But I was really proud of our guys for displaying the character they had to come out. And we really just, it was a workman type game. And to put in a workman type game under those circumstances, I was super proud of our guys. Uh, I think they display a tremendous amount of pride and, and honor in putting on that Hermantown jersey. And we told them, you know, obviously this is not the game you want to be in, but when you look back on the season in a year and 20 years and you're at a reunion to say your third place in the state's pretty darn good and to come home with hardware would be awesome. And they took it to heart and I was really proud of our effort. You know, Pat, the interesting thing uh, for me and Brian and I have talked about this and you probably heard us talk about this is, you know, Herman, historically watching Hermantown teams, they've been offensive. They played good defense, but they've been offensive. They'll beat you at whatever game it is you want to play. I thought the thing about Saturday's game was offensively you were okay, but you squashed Orono defensively. Like your got your defensive play came to came to play on like you guys were saying, a Saturday that, you know, nobody really wants to be there. Tell us about Upsall and your defense uh defense play on Saturday. Yeah, it was great, you know, and honestly, Dave, you've said this to me before and I take pride in this. I think it is our defense always that carries the load for us. Right. Um, we have outstanding offensive numbers, but at the end of the day, it's the defense that wins. And even on Friday, our defense was outstanding. I mean, we only gave up two goals. If you can't score more than two goals, you're not going to win very many hockey games. And, you know, I, I, uh, I talked to Dane about that on Friday. And then obviously on Saturday, I was super proud of our D again. Uh, we went, if you would have told me coming into last weekend that we would give up two goals in three games and we wouldn't have won the state tournament, I would have laughed. Um, and that's exactly what happened. It's crazy to think that we gave up two goals and still, you know, didn't get it done, but our defense was outstanding. We have a great defensive core. Um, you know, George lead by our captain when you're, I love having a defenseman as a captain. Uh, I think it just sets the tone. Uh, Bo was our captain last year. Uh, it was awesome. And as much as our offense shined last year, again, it was defense that got it done. And I thought that it was defense this year. We didn't give out many goals. I mean, I think it was less than a goal and a half a game that we gave up all year uh, and against a really, really good schedule. So they came through again. Um, you know, G is, <laughs> we call him Mr. Zero. He finds a way to get shut out. It's crazy. Uh, he did it again on Saturday. Uh, we didn't give them a lot, but what they got right. were some golden chances, including a power play late. And he was up to the task every single time. He was he was front in the puck. There was no second chances. And what chances were there, our D gobbled up. So I was proud of it. And it was the D that scored. You know, Drew got two. Wow. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, good. We, we talked you know, about that. I, I kind of owe Drew Nelson a mea culpa because we had Greg Aker on the week prior to this, and we talked about the steps forward that the lesser-known defensemen made. And I feel like I mentioned everybody but Drew, and he gave me a very big, hey, don't forget about me on Saturday. He was huge. Well, for sure. And Drew's coming back from injury. And you did some of our games late in the year, and Drew was hurt. So I, I, I'll give you a pass on that one. Um, Drew was, was playing outstanding. And right, must have been right at the end of January, he got hurt uh, early February there. So he missed the last four weeks of this regular season. So he came right back right before the section final. So a right around there, and uh, he got better and better. And by Saturday, I think he was back to his form he was, you know, at before he got hurt. So super exciting for us. Drew, you know, uh, he's a junior, so him and and Will uh, are coming back, and Henry. I was going to say you're, you're salivating at your so decor next year. Yeah, and a goalie. So, so yeah, that's super exciting for us. It, it would be fun if we had unlimited time because I'd love to talk about Drew's goals. Oh, on, we gave him a rather large uh, segment for a reason. Go ahead. Because Drew's <laughs> goals were exceptional. I mean, if we have time, Brian, I would like to ask Pat about those two goals. I think he just Ex- did. Go ahead. Especially the first one where he made the defensive play and rushed up the puck and then and then scored. Tell us a little bit about not just his defensive prowess, but obviously his hockey IQ and offensive prowess as well. No, Drew's got a great nose for the net and jumping up. Actually, all our D do, and it's something we really encourage. And I know I've talked to you guys about that before, but mm-hmm. modern defensemen are up in the play. You watch the NHL, you watch Division One, you watch Division Three, you watch Junior, you watch high school, the good teams, D, are active. Right. And uh, 99% of the time it's going to work out. 
Uh, and sometimes it doesn't. But Drew has a knack for going forward, and he has a really good ability of being able to beat the first guy. And when he does that, his skating ability is phenomenal, and he's able to create space for himself. And he did that exceptionally well on that first goal, for sure. I mean, that was just vintage Drew. He gets his head up. He makes that first guy miss, and then he's off, and he skates so well that he puts himself in a spot to get offensive things done. So, Pat, one of the things that Brian and I were really surprised about. I am still here. Yes. No, I keep running over Brian. That's, you know, it never, it never, ever happens. This I way, see Pat. you a bunch. Dave goes to the last two games and wants 35 <laughs> questions. Go ahead. Um, so on, on Friday, on Friday's game, we, after we called the game, we got a lot of pushback from people saying, well, um, you know, Madam or Madamita, I really wasn't that good, so on and so forth. Up, up, remember, upsets, upsets, upsets. Uh, and, Brian, yeah, and we heard from the uninformed. Yes. Let's say that. And so, what we wanted to do, what I wanted to do, real quick, was talk about rivalries and how rivalries make make a state tournament. Because let's face it, you guys have a hot rivalry with Madamita, one with Warroad, and I think one with Orono now has been touched off. Tell us about rivalries and in the state tournament. Yeah, I mean, we I've said this before. I said it in the press conference after. I have tremendous respect for what Matamidi does. I think Coach Poshel's phenomenal. Uh, Coach Rogoszewski and Coach Strelo, uh, they're, they're just really good people, and we have a great relationship with, with them. I mean, one of the reasons we ended up in Hockey Day was our relationship with Matamidi and the rivalry that's there. And we actually statistically have been on the better end of that, um, but – in the last five years, it's been pretty darn even, including some heartbreakers on our end, right. in all honesty. A um, Ben Darnas you know, heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think it's what makes the state tournament special. I, I think our programs are very similar. Um, you know, I think they, in a lot of ways, I mean, they've told me they try to mirror their program after what we do. Um, and, I, I mean, I take that as a huge compliment because I respect them a lot. And they play the game hard. Uh, it's often a contrast in styles a little bit. Um, they play a little more rope-a-dope, and we get a lot of zone time, but you don't get a lot of quality looks, and they're super opportunistic, as you saw on, on Friday and as you saw on Saturday. And and that's what I thought going into this thing. Um, winning up in War Road to get the one seed was huge. And when you lose that game, you're setting yourself up for a much steeper slope. And we won the game two year, or last season at home, so we were the one seed, so we watched War Road and Matamidi go to overtime, and you get a tired War Road, um, which is a benefit. And going in as the two seed, you knew you are going to get a two and a three with Matamidi if you take care of business, and they do too. And that's exactly what happened, and they're very, very good. And anybody that actually watched the Hockey Day game would have known right. that the game was very even, and the score opened up late because they had a five-minute major. Um, but the game was very even. And you saw that, obviously, on Friday. I mean, they're two very evenly matched teams. They have great speed. Um, probably not the amount of high-end skill we have across depth-wise, but that top line, and there was no one hotter than Draghi in the state uh, going into the state tournament, and he continued that. I think he had 30 more points from when we saw them in Hockey Day to the end of the season, 30-plus, maybe 40. Wow. So you knew if he got a look, he's dangerous, and uh, Dane robbed him about three minutes before he beat him, you know? So we gave that kid one too many good looks, so. No question about it. So, Pat, when you end up in that third-place game, you end up with less all-tournament selections, it seems, than the two teams that end up in the final game. But when the all-tournament team was selected, you got Dallas, you got George, very happy for them. But I sat there looking at my TV going, Cade Kahansky's not on this, why? Can you rave a little bit for me about how Cade played down the stretch? Yeah, Cade was great for us. Um, you know, he just had such a disappointing senior year in the fact that he got hurt, not in result. Cade's a heck of a player, and his future is super bright, and he's going to go on to do great things in the game of hockey. But I felt bad for him. You don't want to spend uh, a considerable amount of your senior year on the bench hurt, uh, and he had to do that. I think it benefited our team overall, having a big guy hurt. It forced other guys to step up, uh, which they did. Um, but I felt bad for Cade, and I was happy that Cade was able to play and play well at the end of the season and showcase his talent. He had the hat trick on Hockey Day. I mean, I remember that forever, right. and he played great for us. And I thought he definitely could have been there. I thought uh, Wyatt Carlson definitely should have been there. Agreed. You know, but you're not going to get that many guys, obviously, in the third place deal. But 
you know, they were both phenomenal for us uh, all year uh, as captains and definitely down the stretch, just energy and skill through the roof. So, Pat, I'm going to ask you a question you probably didn't expect, but we do a lot of broadcasts of your games. And in the fall, we do a lot of Mike Zagelmeyer's games. And there's a lot of carryover there on your roster. What do these experienced football players bring to the ice? Because I raved about River Freeman for basically most mm-hmm. of the last week and a half. And the only reason I knew who that kid was is because he's a kick returner in the fall for Mike. What does the football conditioning bring to hockey? Well, athleticism for one. Uh, we really still encourage our guys to play multiple sports if they can. Obviously, as we know, hockey is a year-round deal, and it's a really big deal. I mean, it's what we do better than anything in Minnesota. Um, but if our guys can do it, we love them to play multiple sports. You know, Cade Kohansi is an all-state soccer player. River's a heck of a football player. We got a bunch of baseball guys. Like, I think that stuff's really important. And River is a tremendous athlete. And, you know, you've watched him play football. You watched him play hockey and take major strides this year with Cade yes. being out. You should watch him on the baseball field. He's oh, wow. legitimately next level, uh, one of the best players in the state, if not uh, northern United States. I mean, he is an unbelievably highly touted baseball talent. And I think you see it at hockey in time. His hands are so quick, um, and he is phenomenal. So River is just a tremendous athlete, and we love that. I mean, I'll take athletes any day. At the end of the day, we always talk about who are we going to put out, where are we going to put guys, what are we going to do, and I say we're going with our athletes. Like You're going to go down with your athletes because athletes seem to get things done, you know. I think that's accurate. I think some of the athletes that kind of steadied the ships at times were the Arian Evians, the Rocco Eriksons, Mason yeah. Sunbaum. Some of your unsung heroes, I can't call them that anymore because I was singing about them for a week. Can you talk about the steps yeah. they took at crunch time? Oh, yeah. Our, our, our orange line is three seniors with Mason, Centering, Swenner, and Aaron were phenomenal. Throw Rocco Erickson in there as your 10th guy in a lot of situations. Evan Gunderson. Uh, Ford Skyda is a freshman, kind of learning as he went, but, you know, tremendous talent, a great skater. Like, all those guys were great, but I was so proud of our seniors. Our, our 10 seniors were so awesome, and obviously some of them get the limelight. I mean, obviously George jumps off the page and Wyatt and Kate right. those guys, but to see Aaron Evian come through mm-hmm. on the biggest of stages, and he got us through the section. We weren't playing well. Um, you know, a little nerves or whatever it was. And Aaron was as good as he's ever been in his life. Right. And he gets us out of the hitting game. He scores in the, in the section final again, and he gets us going in the state tournament. I mean, I was so proud of him. And, I, and we had exit interviews. I talked to him today, and I, I just told him, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, you were playing your best hockey of your life in the biggest moment at the best time. And what a great feeling that has to be. I was just so proud of him. Um, and, and all those seniors did that. And that is pretty cool. Uh, and that's something that they can hang their hat on for the rest of their lives, that they know when push came to shove, they were on a great team and they were yeah. very valued and they were a huge part of it. No doubt about it. So a question that I have, and I may have posed this to Greg last week, but talking to Pat Andrews, I want to hear the head guy's take on this. Dallas view was supposed to be this team's offensive juggernaut. We could debate whether or not he was, but somehow he was the best defensive forward I've ever seen. Is this the best two-way <laughs> player you've had? Well, I, I told you, like, you can't, I, I hate, like, you can't measure kids against other kids. They are who they are. Um, I would say that he's phenomenally gifted. Um, I would say that he is tremendous and has an amazing upside. He is learning how to play 200 feet, and that was what I was most proud of Dally this year. I thought he really turned into a 200-foot player. Uh, again, you play your athletes, you play your most valuable players as much as you can because they're the ones that are going to come through and make plays. And Dally learned how to kill penalties well. Um, he just he really took major strides this year, and he's working really hard to step in and play at Penn State. And, you know, it's pretty cool. They have a good relationship, and, you know, their assistant coach reaches out to Dallas often. He talks to me about Dallas's development, and that just shows, too, that these people are into these guys for um, – for the long haul, you know, and they really do value um, the players they're getting. And I thought Dallas was phenomenal for us. I mean, he was great offensively. He was right. a leading scorer, but you could put him in any position in any situation and he could play. So, Pat, just you said a minute ago you didn't like to compare players, but I'm wondering if you can rank <laughs> this team. 
You've had a lot of teams. <laughs> you, say, you don't want to well, do this, but we're going to put you in a bad spot anyway. Hold on. You don't have to like say it's the greatest team ever. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the things that stood out for this team, maybe versus other teams in the past, things you'll remember this team by. No, for sure. I got you, Dave. I'm teasing you. Um, I told these guys down the stretch, even at the start of the season, but really down the stretch going into playoffs, that I absolutely love their undying compete. And we won games this year, and it wasn't always pretty. Uh, it wasn't always dominant, but at the end of the day, they somehow found ways to win. And considering what we lost, what left this team for graduation and other opportunities, what this team was able to do, you have a three-loss season with the schedule we played, uh, their compete was phenomenal. And I told them that I would take this team any day into war with me anytime, hands down, because I know at the end of the day they're going to compete their butts off. And that's what I would die on with this team. I, I would stand by that. I just, they were unbelievable competitors and they were tremendous, awesome, awesome human beings. We had such a tremendous locker room. Um, it was just really, really a fun season that way. And, that's what makes it hard to see it end, and honestly, it ends, you know, on Friday where, you you know, that championship chase ends, that pursuit, as we talk about, but at the end of the right. day, it's a pursuit, it's not given, and this group really pursued things the right way, and um, I was just thrilled with them. I, I really am, and I will always love this group for what they did for this program. You know, this was the COVID group, so this group, a lot of them that were on varsity as sophomores went to a state tournament on a JV team and almost pulled an upset. Right. I remember calling it the Sam Swenson championship. Sam Swenson. That was a coming out party against Dodge County. I thought. Absolutely. And so that was this group, this class that went with us down there. And it was this class. Then a lot of them won a state championship and then they take a third place. You know, I mean, that's quite a legacy to leave as a senior class. This 2023 group is just, will always be special to me for sure. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Last question would be, how phenomenal was this tournament for single-A hockey? The class debate is nauseating. I'm not going there, but single-A hockey put on a show. I couldn't agree more, Brian. I, If this tournament doesn't convince you of the need for two quality classes, I don't know what will. I, I You know, you can argue in hockey, double-A, and all that stuff to nauseam, but at the end of the day, I think people want to go and watch great hockey, and you got to see great hockey every day. Um, there really wasn't the blowouts. Um, the quarterfinals, a lot of tight games. Semifinal Friday was unbelievable, and obviously the championship game was the game of the tournament. No doubt, the game of the last decade. You know, so I just I think it's a phenomenal product because so many people in these communities are devoting themselves to develop quality people and quality players across the board in these Class A programs. And the other thing I think super cool. If you look across the board, War Roads boys and War Roads girls were in the state tournament. Ornos boys, Ornos girls, Hermantown Proctor, right. Hermantown boys. Um, I'm forgetting one. There was another one, too. There was four. I think Andover did it. Andover. Well, that's double A, but there was another one in the single A, and uh, the double A had Andover, Edina. I think Tonka was also boys and girls. My point is these are hockey communities um, that are, you know, really developing great players and people. Uh and that's across the board, and especially on the A level. I think it's as good as it's been, and it's only getting better. There was 13,000, almost 13,000 people in there on Friday afternoon. Right. So, I mean, I think it's, it's people are recognizing it for what it is. It's tremendously good hockey with really talented players to come watch. No disagreement here. Pat Andrews, the passion in your voice never goes away. I love it. We could do this for two more hours. Unfortunately, I've only got about 15 more minutes. I'm going to let you go, but you mentioned good hockey. Thanks for a lot of it all season long. Hey, thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for covering us. It's always great to chat anytime. So, All thanks, right. Pat. Be we'll careful what you, you wish for. We will hit you up. That is Pat Andrews, Hermantown Boys Head Hockey Coach. Heck of a season. Now it's March Madness, college basketball. We focus on that next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, it's up. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sounds like a heck of an idea. Take the money and run. Somebody's going to get to do that with a perfect bracket, perhaps. Dave Cook, you were filling yours out before the show tonight. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, 
Dave, I don't think you like the odds of yours being perfect, no. but you had confidence in your picks. Uh, well, I think confidence might be a little strong, but I do have... Well, I you do put have, them in writing. Yes, I That's did. That's confidence. In pen, by the way, Bri, because I've been called, you know, talked to in the past about maybe erasing one here or there. So it's in pen. It's ready to go. It is not perfect, but maybe... Well, I'll tell you what's perfect. Our sponsors can't beat them. Absolutely. Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, and Famous Days. Quite a list. Quite a list of brackets, perhaps. How many are you going to fill out this year? Probably the one right here. That's Probably, it. I'll, no, I'll, I'll jump in with Dave Hoops at Hoops Brewing well, and that's, do the brackets there. That's a good one to join. But here at Town Square Media with all our wonderful stations. Oh, that's not what this one's I'm going to bring in Nick Cooper because, Nick, there's a dynamite opportunity. Take the money and run. There's money to be had. We got a bracket challenge right here in the building, per se, online. You're going to give us a lot more details on that. We do indeed. And I'm going to, Dave, you got to play along. All right. So if if that is not for this purpose, we're going to have to get you to fill one out on the Northland Fan website. There you go. And then you'll have two. Right. I'll have two. (laughs) Or you could do more. Well, and if you want to save the time, you could probably even copy and paste. If you don't want to think it over again, that's okay. Well, so what's funny about this is we get all of the on-air personalities to play along with this thing. Obviously, it's for the listeners. They're the ones that can win the prizes. I actually did well last year. Did you win? Well, I tied for the office lead. Does oh, that does that count? count? We still count us. You, you're still a talent. I, I think it was. I think it was David and I. But I use talent very loosely when it comes to me. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. So yeah, if you do win, unfortunately, sorry, you'll have to see that I, to some that's, listener. That's fine. However, yes, we do have. I have the, a spouse. <laughs> okay, that works. Uh, the million dollar bracket challenge. It is what we're uh, doing here. It's a come, become an annual tradition for many many years now uh, here at the stations of Town Square Media. So as you mentioned, perfect bracket, million dollars. Right. Now, that's a that's a tall order. I don't think has it ever, ever been done. Not that I'm aware of. And how impossible would that be? Because you always get somebody, a 14 over a 3, 512 is, is a thing that people always think of. Yep. A perfect bracket. Can you even imagine so, that? Yeah, well, here's the question. Now, Brian can't win. Right. But if he gets the perfect bracket, he at least gets some publicity, right? Oh, for sure. All right. Good, good. Yeah, I'm trying to take care of you now, Brian. Because that's what I need more of. Go yep. ahead. We'll, we'll give you the rounds on every one of the stations here. Outstanding. Oh, gloating. That's oh, great. The, the excitement that I already have at the possibility of this. <laughs> I'll write something up about it for you, too. But, but honestly, the listeners should be excited. This is oh, pretty absolutely. neat. Please so, expand on everything. Yeah, so million dollars, obviously, we know that's kind of a tall order, but yes. it's out there. So if you can manage to do this, you'll go down in history and win a big chunk of money. On top of that, we do another big cash prize, 10 grand for 60 or better. Okay. So that's a little bit more attainable. That's not age. That's score. Yeah. Because Dave was starting to get excited. Which game? He just turned 55. He was like, oh, I can get oh, there. Getting <laughs> close. Getting yeah. close. Uh, but we also, speaking of, uh, you mentioned Hoops Brewing a number of times, of course, very closely related to the show. Uh, they're kicking in a best score in the Northland party. So you win a $250 gift card for you and your friends to go and enjoy some time at Hoops too. Nice. So wow. that one, that one's just best score in the Northland. So what we need is a listener from this show to win that. Yes. And then we go down and do a show from Hoops and party with them. Right. So there's you, a way that that's we win. How you win. Very <laughs> yeah. good. By default, nice. we win even when we don't. We're scheming. I like this. Yes. <laughs> hey, you're new to this show, aren't you? Because we're always doing that. <laughs> so basically, all you need to do, jump on the Northland Fan website, northlandfan.com. It's also a button on the home screen of the mobile app, the Northland Fan mobile app, which if you right. don't have it, get it. I was going to say, get it for a number of reasons. Doing? You should have had it last week because that was the place for the state tournament to be heard. You were the one that clued me in that we had a listener in Indonesia. Yeah, we have listeners from all over the place listening to some of the the hockey and football games and things like that. So appreciate that. It makes the fan portable everywhere. Yeah. Really appreciate that. So whether you do it on our mobile app, on our website, doesn't matter. That's uh, going to give you the same ticket in to create your bracket. And if you just want to play for the chance of winning and you don't know anything about basketball, there's actually a random button. Oh, that does it oh, for you? It nice. just does it for you. An autofill. I will tell you there is one person, I won't say who it is, uh, but there's one staff member that does that every year, and he does fairly well. Now, here's my question. Can you enter more than once? You may have already covered this. Proves that I don't always listen very well, but can you do so that? So with this if one. If you have multiple email addresses, can you, you do that? You can set up a couple accounts. I'm not going to officially tell you you should do that, but you, you could do that. Well, here's the only reason that I would want to do that, and it's not you know anti-sportsmanship at all. What I would be really curious about is as sports talk show hosts, at least one of us mm-hmm. watches a ton of college basketball. I can't speak for Dave because I saw his bracket, so <laughs> I'm not real sure. But one of us does watch no, plenty I of college basketball. Good. No, it's it's fairly good, to be honest with you. But what I would love to do 
is pick with my head okay. and then pick with, with the randomizer. Oh, the, ooh, okay. And All when right. I find out that the randomizer does better than the hours I invest in the sport, <laughs> that tells you what March Madness is really about. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's that's one of the things that's so fun about it is you do get those upsets, especially the early on ones. It just makes it such an exciting thing to be a part of. And the way that I I spin this to people that aren't big sports fans, there's a lot of people that aren't big sports fans that play this. It's a way to get excited. It's kind of like fantasy football. It gets you excited about something you don't necessarily know a ton about. You might not know a ton about. You know, let's insert say sport here. TCU basketball right. or something like that. Go sure. Frogs. Yeah. They're, they're in this year, by the way. Yes, I there saw you go. And seated relatively high. If they yep. are. Six, I think. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. See, he knows because I was going to go that direction <laughs> because we are chatting with Nick Cooper. And even though we are the sports talk show hosts, you are quite a sports fan. Good I, 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 I do enjoy sports quite a bit. So uh, this is an opportunity to let something like this shine. I've got a lot of people, uh, like I said, non-sports fans that are playing along with this too. I'm excited uh, that the fact that the Big Ten's got a lot of representation this year. They do. The question is, will they do anything? Because it's not uncommon for them to fill out much of the field. Yeah. It's fairly uncommon for them to be around, say, the second week. So I, um, when I when I do a singular pick, which I'm only doing one, okay, for the for the station thing. All right. Um, I've got Purdue going pretty deep because you like seven footers. Sure. <laughs> well, that guy is. He's talented and he's huge. I mean, Purdue's played well, Dave. I know you're smirking because. I know you don't think it'll do much at the next level, but will the seven-foot presence be enough for the Boilermakers? I think that a smart team is going to make him move around. Right. I, I just think that as as big as he is, and he's legit huge, um, I just think there's going to be a team with a with a quick and shoot four or center, and it's going to be tough for him to play on both ends. Right. So how much do you factor in the Blue Bloods? Because you said you, know, you may not know much about TCU, given right. a lot of us sure. don't. But then you're going to see a Kentucky's there again. Right. Duke might be the hottest team in the country. Yes. I remember when Gonzaga was a who are they. Now it's, oh, yeah, Gonzaga again. Yes. How much do you go chalk versus I got to pick an upset somewhere because that's the toughest part for yes. me. I know in my head that that favorite is supposed to win, but they don't all win. Which favorite do you go against? I will tell you this year for me was really hard picking upsets because you know it's going to happen. There's right. going to be at least a couple of them. And I had a really hard time coming up with them. And the biggest one, the biggest upset of the bunch, and I made notes so I didn't. He's disclosing yes. his strategies. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no reason this is all gut. I just went with VCU uh, beating St. Mary's early on. You know, if anybody watched St. Mary's Gonzaga in the conference tournament last week, St. Mary's looked more like the old hospital than a basketball team. So that's not the worst pick You're in the just world. Validating it then I for am, me. I, I, make, I had no reason but well, gut. So. I like having you on the show. I had to be positive so you come back at some point. <laughs> Thanks. I've got about four minutes left. What's the craziest strategy you've ever heard? Because my sister, who's one of my favorite people on earth, once entered a bracket and she went by the mascot and said, well, that sounds tougher than that. So they're going to win. I've also heard a terrible strategy that somebody didn't know what the numbers next to him meant. Oh, no. And thought, well, the higher number must mean they're good. Well, guess what? Then you picked every upset in the book. <laughs> that didn't go very well. So I, the the mascot one is one I've heard a number of times. I've heard that with football picks and with this. Of course. Uh, another one is favorite color between the two. If you had to pick a color between the team colors. Wow. Uh, that's another one I've heard quite a bit. Uh, the final one would be um, the proximity of where they're playing versus where they're from. Ah, which is kind of interesting. So, so does that mean if they have to put out. on frequent flyer miles, you don't like their chances? They'll exactly. Be too yeah, exhausted. The further away. Exactly. So did you ever have teams you just didn't like? Because I never took the Badgers very far. The year that Frank the Tank got them in the final yes. four, I was screwed. Yes, hundred percent. And that's why Syracuse always gets me. I don't like Syracuse. I always pick them to lose, and sometimes wow. they get places. How much do you factor in the coaches? Because I'm just going to let one of your strategies out. Yep. You were having trouble with UConn, Iona, because UConn is good this time of year all the time. Yep. Iona's run by a Patino. They're pretty good this time of year, too. Well, and Father Patino, not Little Patino. So. Right. But Little Patino's been much better, not in Minnesota. Well, there's that. <laughs> all right. So back to the important stuff. Yes. There's a chance to win a ton here. You got to be perfect to win a ton, but there's a chance to win, period. The biggest thing is you got to play. How do they do it? Play along. So just go to the NorthlandFan.com on the website right on the top of the screen. There's what we call the What's Hot menu. There's a link that says Bracket Challenge right there, or there's a button on the home screen of the Northland Fan app. Tap in. If you do not already have an account from previous years, just right. set one up quick, free, easy to do. See, now that's going to be my problem because I do, but that's banking on that I remember what password I used and all that good stuff. So all of the staff members here who have done this for as long as they've been right. here, 
I had four people ask me this morning, how do I get into my account again? So, I'll, be, I'll wait till tomorrow, so I'm not the fifth. I'll be <laughs> okay. the first one tomorrow morning. Dave's, uh, Dave's on it right now. He's going to enter. Right He's now. working on it. I do want to thank our sponsors making this possible. So I mentioned Hoops were kicking in yeah. the prize, the yep. local prize that we're giving away here, but also uh, North Star Ford and Northland Chevrolet making it possible for us to do this this year. So we appreciate them giving us the opportunity to uh, to do this. It's free. It's fun. And even for those that are not huge, huge college bas- basketball knowledge people. That means nothing this time of year. Well, yeah, just In have fact, fun. Those of us that love it too much get embarrassed when those that have never followed it beat us. Oh, I've seen that happen. I, oh, so, you will see it happen. I'm not going to win. So Gene uh, from Mixing Away at her sister station, yes. she uh, actually does fairly well with the random picks on, on the bracket challenge. And also we've done a football pick them over the years. And she will do pretty well just picking based on favorite players. All right. So you mentioned Gene. Yes. Obviously, we're talking to Nick Cooper. You guys are on the airwaves on various stations yes. in this building. Are you guys talking trash, updating things as the tournament goes on your various shows? Oh, yes. It's always See, a good time. Dave, that's where we're going to benefit from only being in every Saturday because <laughs> hopefully we're immune to it along the way. Well, I'm looking. I went on the app while you guys were talking. This is easy. He's tooting us out, by the no, way. No, He's just I'm working trying, on it. I'm yeah. trying to help here. This, uh, If you want to get in the bracket, like... It's to the app, and there's a little button that says Bracket Challenge. You go to it. It runs a commercial past you. Then you're right in. You can start making picks, and somebody, and I don't know who somebody is, decided to rank the biggest upsets of all time. Okay. That's on here, too. Fun reading. Where uh, did, where did Santa Clara over Arizona get on there? Well, no, you're or asking. Weber State over North Carolina? The Wolfpack is in here. NC State? Yeah. Jim Valvano looking for somebody to hug? Who hasn't seen that before? 2003. <laughs> that's the Syracuse one that taught me a lesson. Okay. So, yeah, no, it's it's really interesting reading. It's fast. All right, Nick, I got like 10 into. seconds, and it looks like you got something you want to say. I was just going to say one more thing. So, for those of you listening that compete, you also get to see where Dave, Brian, and the rest of us here at the station rank, too. Oh, so, you can yes. compete against them. So, oh, we can Lord. make fun of ourselves by Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning is when we're back again. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to all of our sponsors. It was fun to bring you this show on a Monday night. Mother Nature, if she lets us. We're back on the Northland Sports page Saturday morning. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Nick Cooper saying goodnight. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.